All right, good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Ash Wednesday campus worship. Um, please make sure to put your phones, laptops away so we can all be present here in this space together. Um, just want to talk a little bit about some events that we have coming up uh, in the next couple days. Um, this afternoon, I believe at 4 o'clock, yes, 4 o'clock is the Adulting 101 um, about interviewing and networking. Uh, tonight at 9.30 is Himsing here in Martin Chapel. Uh, tomorrow at 7 o'clock, uh, yeah, I believe at 7 o'clock, there's um, a Pisa is hosting a holy event, um, and then also Friday at 4 o'clock. Um, this weekend there are baseball and volleyball games, um, and on Sunday is the BSA trip to D.C. Um, to visit the American, African American History and Culture Museum. And then Sunday, 8 o'clock, here in Martin Chapel, celebration. It's good to gather for worship. I'm Brian Martin Burkholder, University Chaplain, and Benjamin Berge, one of our professors of music and also the Music for Peace Building. Did I get that right? Music, peace building, something. He knows better than I. Anyway, he's the guy who uh, holds all of that together. We, we've uh, helped to shape this service to an invite us into a full experience of Ash Wednesday in the context of learning about Ash Wednesday. It was a, a number of years ago, actually maybe not that long ago, when I went to the um, holy evening uh, ritual or observance of writing some regrets, things we wanted to release from our lives on paper putting them into a campfire, it was in the woods quad, also uh, tossing rice into the fire, which dry rice, which I'd not done before. And I was talking with some of our Hindu students, or students at least from Hindu-informed cultures, about holy, and it reminded me so of Ash Wednesday. And we made that connection in our interfaith um, engagement. And then uh, along came Easter, and we had Easter eggs, little of the plastic ones with candies and scripture and prayers and blessings inside, scattered around campus. And these same two fellows asked me, what is it with these Easter eggs? Like, why? And then we talked about the fullness of new life. I know I could have talked about the Easter Bunny. But I am the chaplain, after all, and the director of faith and spiritual life at EMU, and I did not talk about the secular uh, aspects of Easter. I talked about connections with our religious traditions, new life, which is sort of what the, the holy color celebration is that is happening Friday at 4. Interesting, fascinating connections across religious traditions. Today we're grounded in Christian tradition, Western Christian tradition, exploring Ash Wednesday, and we'll have teachings on three themes throughout. What is Ash Wednesday? And then why the ashes? Where did that come from? And what are other ways to practice Ash Wednesday and this Christian tradition of Lent? the season of 40 days 
of fasting and preparation for the Easter season. We're using song and teaching from song and the hymnal voices together and also prayers led by Lori Yoder and then teaching from me and all of this will lead us to the option of going to four stations for engaging with some kind of ritual or practice that's connected in some way to the themes of Ash Wednesday. And so Benjamin, thank you for preparing the music and starting us off. Thanks, Brian. Good morning, everyone. Uh, this is a lovely time on Ash Wednesday to uh, think and prepare for this next season, whatever that is or however one engages with it of Lent. Um, and so we will look at a number of songs that give some themes and some musical ideas and um, based in scripture. And um, so we're going to start with number 309, Fill Us With Your Feast, written by a, singer a Mennonite singer-songwriter from Ontario, Canada. And looking at sort of preparing for this, this time of wandering, this time of waiting that is, that, or that can be Lent, uh, or really any time when one feels maybe like they just need a filling up. And so this refrain, find us empty and wandering. We, the lost and the least, find us in the wilderness. Then fill us with your feast. And I'd invite you to stand for this first one if you're able. As we wake up our voices.
A wilderness beckons us, a desert, a barren place, yet a place of blessing and discovery. Jesus, steady companion, accompany us as we enter the hurtful places, the frightening places, the dangerous places deep within us. Jesus, our wild and well-traveled guide, lead us into this emptiness where all will fall away and we will have nothing but you. Walk with us through the valley of the shadow of death where we shall be raised and drink of deep springs. Amen. Walk with us through the valley of the shadow of death, where we shall be raised and drink of deep springs. From the prayer that was just read by Lori. So what is Ash Wednesday, this tradition that many Western Christians practice? I was raised in the United Methodist Christian Church culture, and we observed Ash Wednesday. We had a certain liturgy that we followed, and when Ash Wednesday came around, we were there. It's a holy day of prayer and humility with the sign of the cross, maybe smudged on the forehead or hand by the pastor, as words like these were said, from dust you came and to dust you shall return. I don't know that I understood that as a child. I'm trying to understand it now. From dust you came, and to dust you shall return. We were instructed, typically in our homes and by our peers in the school bus and otherwise, to give something up for Lent. Who's heard of that? What are you giving up for Lent? Was the question we would ask each other. Um, Maybe something like cookies or sweets or chocolates. Others gave up butter and fats, eggs and other rich foods for the full season of Lent. That's why some, some, uh, that's where Mardi Gras comes from. You celebrate with donuts and eat all the fat stuff, the rich foods, on the Tuesday before Ash Wednesday because this is a season of fasting to prepare for the Easter feast, Easter Sunday. A lot of us have, are, are out of step with a, a, a Christian or religious traditions of seasons of fasting preparing us for feasting, the fast and the feast. It's been said that in North American culture, we fast all the time. We never stop fasting. Fast, I mean feast. We feast all the time. We never stop feasting. Think about feasting foods, party foods, ice cream. We were at Klein's last night. Thank you, basketball team. Um, chips, cookies, candy, cake, all that. We feast all the time. We seldom fast. We'll, we'll explore that a little bit more. But Lent is one of the fasting to feasting rhythms found in many faith traditions, Christianity one of them. Lent offers a spiritual journey to the cross of Jesus and on then to his triumphant resurrection and the celebration of the fullness of life. Walk with us through the valley of the shadow of death where we shall be raised and drink 
of deep springs. In some Christian denominations, the presider of an Ash Wednesday service might offer these words. This is kind of classic theology. We begin this holy season by acknowledging our need of repentance and our need for the love and forgiveness shown to us in Jesus Christ. I invite you, therefore, in the name of Christ, to observe a holy Lent by self-examination and penitence, by prayer and fasting, by practicing works of love, and by reading and reflecting on God's holy word. I might say it like this. This was at least my attempt yesterday. On this Ash Wednesday, may we remember who God is and who we are, and that we are not God, and embrace our need for God with a posture of humility. We, beautiful and unique as we each are, need the renewal and restoration and the way, the very essence of life that only God provides. Therefore, in this season of Lent, may we follow Jesus to humble ourselves before God with the expectation that God meets us where we are and lifts us into the fullness of life. Ash Wednesday. And the Lenten season invite leaning into walking humbly with God. It seems to me, though this, this Micah 6-8 verse is significant for EMU as it aligns and inspires our mission, vision, and values, and it seems to me that we focus more on acting justly and what it means to love mercy or kindness and compassion, and maybe aren't exploring what it means to walk humbly with God quite as often. Well, Ash Wednesday and Lent invite us right into that very space. Yes, do justice. Yes, love mercy. And also, yes, walk humbly with God. What might that mean for you today and through this season of Lent? And so we sing together. Sinus with ashes, merciful God. Children of dust, as to dust we return. Sinus with ashes, merciful God. Mark us and make us your own. As we prepare to think and learn about the imposition of ashes and why the ashes and what we could do with them, uh, we sing this short song, just the refrain. We'll sing it through a couple times, just using that text, the A text, uh, and then I'll sing a couple verses, but we'll just use the refrain. So it sounds like this. Yeah. 
break the bonds of guilt and sin. Bracing till we walk uprightly, you bolster our hope once again. Remember, we are earth. And to earth we shall return. We are ashes. And to ashes we shall return. We are dust. And to dust we shall return. Earth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Remember, the one who breathed life into dust recreates us. The one whose feet walked the earth journeys with us. The one whose embers glow in ashes becomes in us a living flame. Why ashes? Many in the denomination now called Mennonite Church USA, the denomination, Christian denomination that EMU is affiliated with in many strong ways, historically and in present day, began observing Ash Wednesday and Lent in their congregational worship oh, decades ago, 20, 30, 
10, five years. I suppose this was influenced by seminary trained pastors, right? Kevin Clark and, and Viva of the seminary. And also strong leadership from Mennonite Church USA um, denominational leaders like Marlene Krupp. Uh, even so, in the early days of hosting an Ash Wednesday service right here on campus, and after the service maybe going to the cafeteria, uh, I was often kindly informed that I had some dirt on my forehead. Was I aware that I was messy? Um, they did, the people who were so kindly letting me know I ought to clean up uh, did not recognize the smudged ashes as symbolic of a spiritual intention of humility before God. Really, they had a point. In present-day culture, don't we try to look perfect? I, 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 you know, if we're putting anything in our hair, it's to make it better. It's not the sprinkling of ashes that would stay there for the day. Or if we put something on our face, it's to enhance our look. It's not usually a smudge. It's countercultural to allow for something to be smeared on us. And in some traditions, it, folks are instructed to leave it there through the day as an outward expression of your faith and faithfulness, your devotion to God. There is no formal teaching um, that requires one to leave the, the ashes on the forehead or hand. If you receive ashes today, you can go to the bathroom and wash it off right afterward. You're not saying yes to God and then no to God. <laughs> it's okay. It's also okay to leave them on and maybe tell people why. Remember the question, what are the Easter eggs about? Why the smudge on your forehead? Be an interesting conversation. Well, ashes were used in ancient times to express grief or to express sorrow for sins or faults. The Jewish prophet Daniel recounted pleading with God. This is the quote from Daniel 9.3. I turned to the Lord God pleading in earnest prayer with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Some Christians continue the practice of using ashes as an external sign of repentance, of turning back to God, not just at Ash Wednesday, other times. To sit in ashes would be a prayerful act before God of saying, I am not worthy of your glory and grace and love. There's even church teaching of the type of ashes for this prayerful ritual. Um, Catholic and, and other, Kevin was telling me some Orthodox traditions, teach that you burn the palms that were blessed for last year's Palm Sunday. And out of the burning of those blessed palms come the ashes. I did that two, two nights ago at home. I burned the palms like these dried ones um, and prepared the ashes that are at the table today. I also added a bit of olive oil. Sometimes we need a little help with helping something to stick, to stay with us for a little bit, to not just to be able to be brushed off or blown off easily. So olive oil too. Last year's hosannas, the palm branches, are this year's lament, this year's humility, this year's reorienting to God. Here again, the text of the prayer Lori read as we opened this section of teaching. Remember, 
The one who breathed life into dust recreates us. The one whose feet walked the earth journeys with us. The one whose embers flow in ashes becomes for us a living flame. And so we sing together, Create in me a clean heart, using text from the Psalms, asking for a renewed right spirit within us. The song uh, has a bit of a different feel, uses a little more um, jazz harmonies written by uh, Mennonite living uh, Andrew Kreider. Um, and it may be new to many, um, feel free to, we'll sing it, it has four verses and we'll sing the refrain each time and so as you um, learn it, feel free to join in. Create in me a clean 
Come wash me clean from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, O God, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. What might that mean for you today and through this season of Lent? What in your life needs or welcomes to being released, removed, perhaps burned, so that new life can emerge? That's how forest fires work. Sometimes it's the very fire that releases the seeds in the tree like the lodgepole pine. They're not released in any other way than through fire and then they sprout and new life emerges in that ashy forest floor, former forest floor. Well, there are many ways to offer humility and name the need for restoration and reconciliation before God. Ashes sprinkled on the head or placed on the forehead or the hand are just one expression. One common alternative is writing something one wants to confess, perhaps a sin, a fault, a regret, on a small card and tossing it in a fire. I have some cards up here and some pencils that you might want to come up in a little bit and write something and put it in the bowl where I burned the palms. We we won't have a fire going now, but I'll burn them later for you, right after the service outside, in the bowl. I won't read them, just so you know. 
That sounds a lot like the event that I already talked about, the holy burning to prepare for the festival of colors. It's interesting, those connections again. I've heard that some children in Iceland pin bags of ashes on the backs of unsuspecting persons. They dress in costumes and they sing songs begging for candy. That's pretty different than what I was taught, giving up chocolate or cookies for Lent. Some faithful people fast from meals, maybe eating only bread or drinking water on this very day, Ash Wednesday, and then no meat on Fridays all the way through Lent till Easter. Some might fast from all meat or other things for the whole season of Lent. Now, the Eastern Orthodox Church, I'm told, does not in general observe Ash Wednesday, this particular day. Instead, Orthodox Great Lent, the most important fasting season of the church, it's a vegetarian past, fast, begins on what is called Clean Monday, not Ash Wednesday, Clean Monday, and other names for it. There are, however, a relatively small number of Orthodox Christians who do observe Ash Wednesday, although on a different day than today, for that Eastern Orthodox calendar is different than the Western Christian calendar. So we dare not just say it's a Christian thing. What Christian or Christianity are we referencing? In the Orthodox calculation, they use Pascha, the Resurrection Sunday, um, it's maybe about a month after a Western observance of Easter. We have some students here on campus who will be observing their vegetarian fast all through their Great Lent. Think about that. And, and we aren't serving the soul food that means the most to them maybe in an Ethiopian cult, cultural context in our cafeteria. So it's not the, Lent, the vegetarian Lent, Great Lent fast that they might de desire. It's an added sacrifice, if you will, or discipline to have a vegetarian fast for Great Lent here on this campus. Though some of us are going to try to get some Ethiopian vegetarian wat and injera to support them in their fast. Well, some among us have adopted the practice of changing their habits for Lent, some options include fasting from electronics, maybe social media, um, perhaps reducing your carbon footprint as a way of honoring God and creation and one another during this season of Lent. Toward that end, the Earth Keepers Club and the Office of Faith and Spiritual Life will be sending out today or tomorrow morning about three options for a green Lent, a creation, care, or climate justice Lent. One is from the Virginia Interfaith Power and Light. It's their Lenten creation care calendar. Another is from Climate Stewards USA. It's a carbon fast for Lent, using less fossil fuels, intentionally so. And then another, Anabaptist Climate Collaborative, Stories on Climate Change. Others take something on for Lent. Maybe you've heard of that. We, we tire of being told we need to give something up. What about picking something up for Lent? Uh, maybe daily prayer walks. Maybe reflective journaling. Uh, maybe offering acts of compassion to self and others. Ways of reorienting how we use our time and where we place our energy and focus on following Jesus and walking humbly with God. What is the invitation for you? 
Even if you are not religious, you would say, I'm not religious, I am not a Christian. This season of the lateness of winter and the emerging spring is pregnant with opportunity for spiritual reflection. What might be your journey? What will be your intentions and practices in this season of humility and preparation for the Easter celebration feast? Could we imagine waiting to feast in whatever way on Easter instead of feasting every day? Might Easter mean something more as the highest holiday, in my opinion, in the Western Christian church, much more significant than Christmas? The opportunity for renewal is here. Oh, a prayer first and then a song. The dust that shapes the journey, the cross that guides it, the color that surrounds it, the light that fades through it, the word that foretells it, the wilderness that invites it. This is Lent, and into its wilderness, God calls us. Come, friends, Christ is heading for Jerusalem. And so we sing together the glory of these 40 days. Uh, the, last, the first three songs we sang all come from the last uh, 30 years. But this practice is not new. And so this hymn, uh, the, the source of this, actually has uh, attributes to the 6th century. I invite those who are hosting stations to be ready. We'll move there next. We'll sing verses 1, 2, and 4. Yeah. 
invite you to one or two or three or all of the stations to, to um, observe this Lenten journey as it opens up with Ash Wednesday in some way. It seemed best to me to offer options, certainly the imposition of ashes at a station with Sarah and Kevin. Perhaps the pouring of sand, it's a little bit like dirt or dust. Um, and, and pouring sand and then running your finger through the sand tray, hosted by Lori and Philip. Maybe you have, it's not about dryness for you. Maybe you need life. So having your hands washed with water poured over a, t a station by, hosted by Viva and Micah. Or coming up front to write your regret or sin or faults that you want to burn. And I think we could burn them if I don't have a rush, if we do just burn a little bit. We don't want to set off the fire alarm. And also I'll offer anointing with oil here. If you are seeking healing, restoration, and that oil on the forehead or hand and a, a brief prayer would be helpful. You're also invited to stay right where you are, sitting and listening to the music, holding the space offered by Luke Haynes. So Luke, go ahead and start. And, and then after the stations, come back for a closing thought. Please go as you are ready. And it's fine to visit more than one. You could do them all, make it a sampling day.
Whatever wilderness the Spirit has brought to you, brought you to, walk in boldness. As a believer, a beloved child of God with walking in peace. Under the shelter of the Most High, walk in faith knowing Christ walks with you. I'm going to do that again because I... I think it's important, and I made too many mistakes for it to be heard as fully and held. Whatever wilderness the Spirit has brought you to, walk in boldness. As a beloved child of God, walk in peace under the shelter of the Most High. Walk in faith, knowing Christ walks with you. Amen. If you haven't yet visited one of the stations and you want to, even on your own, we don't have to host them, please do. It's free to go at this point as well. Um, Reach out if you need support in your faith and spiritual journey. We have lots of companions here on this campus. Go in this peace and grace and this invitation. Amen. Amen.